Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. We're talking today about security and privacy in healthcare. We're talking with Nick Mankovich, the Director of Product Security and Privacy with Philips Healthcare. Nick, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for inviting me, Tom. Nick, just to give us a little context for this discussion, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do with Philips, please? Sure. Philips is a, a very large global company. It's a diversified health and well-being company. Um, it really has three sectors, three different businesses, and is a world leader in healthcare, lifestyle, and lighting. I work directly for the healthcare division and interact, interact a lot with the global uh, organization. My particular role inside of that um, healthcare organization is to manage two separate but interacting programs. One for product security that deals with the provision of what our customers need in security whenever we sell, install, service, decommission um, products and services. So I have global responsibility to really manage a program across all of our healthcare businesses for product security. The second piece, which is a little bit newer and sort of emerged out of gaps in the product security program, is privacy. And um, I started that program a couple of years ago, although we've been working, of course, with privacy issues for some time. But I became the focus of that global program that deals with all aspects of protecting um, information of individuals within Philips Healthcare. Now, as you know, Nick, there are two sort of huge dialogues going on publicly net right now, one of them about healthcare, one of them about privacy, and you bring both of those together. Uh, I'm curious, what are your customers' main healthcare privacy concerns? Uh, it's, it's, it actually comes down to on both of my roles in product security and privacy. The, the customers want to make sure that they can deliver healthcare services or our end customers make sure that they get the services that they need because Philips Healthcare actually serves two groups. It serves the professional marketplace in providing um, equipment, imaging equipment, monitoring equipment, services related to those things um, into the hospital environment. That's our professional side. And on the consumer side, we are essentially a home healthcare provider providing equipment and services into home healthcare things like our lifeline business, our respiratory, uh, sleep apnea products that oftentimes are directly sold into consumers. So on the professional side, I think the healthcare organizations, the hospitals are very concerned with how they can be compliant with law, regulation, and all of the things that seem to be changing so dynamically in the area, especially in privacy, as you said. On the end consumer side, the concern, of course, is that this is a company I can trust, that when I interact with this company, it's respecting my right to control information about myself and is also, of course, providing a product that is secure as I plug it into my, my household, my network, or whatever particular kind of way that Philips might communicate with them. So the main issue, I think, is on the consumer side, can Philips be trusted? On the professional side, of course, it's trust but specifically, they're very worried about how they can keep up with the needs of law and regulation. Yeah, that's well said. Give us a sense, Nick, how are you addressing these concerns both on the consumer side and on the professional side? I think on the, on the professional side, um, really trying to deal with 
getting the right attributes into our products with regards to security. Of course, security is confidentiality, integrity, availability, things your audience knows well about. The issue there is less about what you do to secure something. It's more about what are you willing to pay for in security of these products. There are a lot of back and forth between the the IT security professional who manages risk for security and the healthcare professionals who are trying to manage healthcare delivery risk along with what the IT professionals are telling them they should be managing for security. So I think that addressing of concerns on the professional side, a lot of it is figuring out how to understand what the market really wants, because we hear very different things from different customers, and trying to engage in a dialogue with the full stakeholders in the professional uh, world, that is both the IT security professionals with healthcare providers, because oftentimes they don't talk to one another in the same language and don't really know how to have that hard conversation about how do I balance the provision of care risk against the security risk that might be there in existing or the next product I want to buy. On the consumer side, I think it's less contentious, but still requires that we provide that trust to our consumers. And in that trust, that means that we have to have behind that an organization that properly manages all aspects of privacy and security. And on the privacy side, that really means having a full-blown privacy program that deals with issues like policies and procedures, training and awareness, what are the roles in the organization, who has what responsibilities, all those different issues that make up a good compliance program of any kind. So I think those are the, the simplest way to, to put forth what those concerns are. Now, you talked about medical device security and the similarities, the similar concerns with privacy. I'm curious what some of the unique issues are surrounding medical device security. And again, how are you addressing those at Philips? Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, all of this is, is actually quite, quite challenging. I think in medical devices, we have one of the most regulated, if not the most regulated industries in the world. Um, our medical devices aren't created in a garage and then they roll out to hospitals worldwide. They go through, in the United States, the um, FDA process around ensuring the safety and effectiveness of those devices in Europe, the medical device directive. So we sell into 100 countries, and we have to deal with all of the safety and effectiveness regulation around that. Now, we've been doing that for 30 years, and, and I'm proud to say I think we do that quite well. We sell very dangerous equipment, any medical device supplier does. We've come up over the past 30 years how to risk manage, how to make judgments, how to deal with things that, that might go wrong in a product that were unanticipated, and then bring it back to a level of safety and effectiveness that it should be. So we have a very good template there. The difficulty is, in the last five, seven years, security has emerged as a very serious issue because we've moved to very common platforms, things like Windows, Unix, etc. And security and people from the security side expect to have changes to equipment done very, very rapidly. And the difficulty with medical devices is, I don't want to go into a scanner, I don't want my children or my parents to go into a scanner that was changed yesterday and nobody tested well. So I have to marry the needs of the IT security community and the, the requirements of trying to secure the equipment as soon as possible in, say, a virus outbreak. I have to marry that to a process that really tests, controls for safety, et cetera. And so the time lag in medical devices is a real challenge for the security community. 
Now, looking at these two topics together, healthcare privacy and medical device security, and given the heightened dialogue about healthcare, what trends are you going to be tracking in the coming months? I think that in privacy, what we really want to see very well, we're always tracking new laws, new regulations, their implementation, et cetera. But I think particularly critical is the uh, in the United States is the USA Recovery Act, ARA, or high tech. That's being implemented. We're getting guidelines from Health and Human Services, from the Federal Trade Commission, on how privacy issues happen inside of healthcare and how to deal with all of the issues around that. Because ARA really did change the game quite a bit. It moved um, many HIPAA responsibilities more directly into the manufacturing and commercial space. So we want to track that. In a similar way, uh, in Europe, there are new European laws emerging about uh, breach disclosure, specifically in Germany. There's a new law coming up in, uh, on January 1st uh, next year that will require that authorities be notified. We currently have notification in over 45 states in the U.S., and it's all different, and it's very confusing. Uh, Aura is good because it brings a little bit of that together in the United States, so there is a uniform notification inside that new federal law. But in Europe, we're now seeing this new federal law in Germany that's going to do the same thing. In Asia, similar things are emerging. There there have just been a whole round of meetings in the Asia-Pacifics to really come up with a consolidated approach to privacy regulation that still lets them do the outsourcing and be the outsource um, target for many companies in Europe and the United States. So those are the, the law regulation things that we're really looking at. Um, of particular concern to me on the privacy side is the rising um, toll of medical identity theft. And so I'm kind of trying to track that trying to understand how that's done, what are the what are the elements that are really being used, and how are people getting that information. So that's the privacy side. On the secu security side, I think it's a bit more stable. We've, we've been in it uh, a bit longer. We continue the dialogue about how do we properly balance safety and effectiveness with the demands of security uh, with the products. So I think that, that doesn't have particular elements we're tracking except we're seeing a change in, in the U.S. government, in the Department of Defense. They have made a decision and are starting to enforce a decision that basically says the security requirements for um, their warfighting equipment now needs to be brought into hospitals. And that's very difficult to do with commercial-grade equipment. So we're sort of getting into a back-and-forth and negotiation to avoid making medical equipment a $200 hammer. We, we can't make military-grade equipment. The military and the government doesn't want that. Yet at the same time, they have security requirements that are demanding that. And so it's a very difficult question about how much do you spend for extra security that, you know, we have not seen people hurt. We have not seen... Um, anyone uh, at all had safety damaged by security issues and so we have to kind of balance the cost of absolute military grade security against the continuity of care inside of the military for the soldiers and the veterans. That's a very good point. Uh, Nick, healthcare is something that a lot of people are talking about in some cases for the first time today and it's, it's, it's a, an issue that's it's risen to the national consciousness but it's your career. Of the issues that matter the most to you, where would you like to see more attention paid in this healthcare discussion? Yeah, I I try and stay focused on on my areas in in security and um, 
privacy. So I think from, from that point of view, what I would like to have is a little clarity in how the laws are being written and ultimately how they'll be implemented in how it fits into broader risk management in healthcare. I think uh, the years that I've been doing this, the, the 15 years I've been involved with healthcare directly, um, we really have to have an understanding of where privacy risk, security risk, fits into healthcare delivery risk. Society makes decisions about risk in healthcare provision, and doctors do this very much automatically when they pick up the instrument in the operating theater. Um, that's seldom made very explicit. It's something they're trained, something that they rely on experience, and something that isn't scrutinized a lot externally until things go very, very badly. We need to figure out how to take that same kind of risk for the provision of care and balance the delivery of care against what happens with securing medical systems. Because oftentimes, securing medical systems disrupts the workflow. If you have to log everyone in to an ultrasound machine in an obstetrics unit that is essentially scanning women throughout their pregnancy, those units are set up to scan people in 10 minutes. And they're rolling a lot of patients in a very cost-effective way through that unit. We don't and have never had logins on that screen. So the absolute security requirement that you must have logins everywhere, you have to look at carefully and say, well, what's the risk? Can we manage that risk in another way without adding two minutes to every procedure or one minute to every procedure? And so I think if healthcare, as the healthcare debate goes forward, when security and privacy come into it, I would like to see a focus on risk management rather than very particular hot buttons of security, login, audit files, etc. It's the balancing of risk among all stakeholders that has to be present in that law and regulation. Nick, I'm grateful for your time and your insight today. Thank you for having me. I've appreciated the chance to talk. We've been talking with Nick Mankovich with Philips Healthcare. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.